Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Oh, fuck, I was going to do my scary Halloween name at the beginning, and I forgot. Uh, I'm Rot Fangen. <laughs> no? No? Not that scary. <laughs> we do scare in every year. I'm trying to come up with something else. That's fine. I'm How Rot... <laughs> I'm Rot... I'm Rot... Ha- ha- Hagrid... <laughs> <laughs> it's you, you gotta stick this with the hits this into uh, uh, garbage pail kids territory <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, true. there's a reason why it's, it's backgrounding, backgrounding every year it, well I think rot instead of bat for Matt is a, is a genius stroke that I came up with a few days ago I'm, I'm happy with that one it hits me strangely a short word changing the vowel I don't know mm, I mean I could do rat but that seems Ooh. Yeah, maybe rat is better. Rat I just thought terror. rot was better. Yeah, terror is not bad. <laughs> is, is, ha- is Hagrid a movie monster? <laughs> uh, no, yes. No, and you're a bad person for saying so. He is a giant, and he does often almost kill those kids. He's just a big, clumsy man. Uh-huh. That's not a type yeah. of monster. You could say that about Michael Myers, too. Think <laughs> right. about it. Yeah, he was just trying to have fun with those kids at that camp. <laughs> well, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, he just happens to have this knife. He accidentally keeps killing people. It's a coincidence oh, no. that he has the knife. <clears throat> he takes off the mask and it's Mr. Magoo. <laughs> uh, nobody cared yeah. who he was before he put on the mask, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why no one's ever watched an episode of Mr. Magoo. Was it a thing that had episodes? Yeah, were there episodes that now I'm thinking about? I thought it was like movie shorts. (laughs) It was like a Looney Tunes type thing, right? Where there would be. It was like mixed in with other cartoons to fill a half hour? Mm, I don't know. Oh man, I'm looking at like a screenshot from Mr. Magoo and this thing looks like garbage. (laughs) Of course. Was it on Rocky and Bullwinkle, maybe? I know they had like friends. No, they, I, they let their friends air their student films during their show. Yeah. I, I liked the other stuff on uh, on that one, on Rocky and Bullwinkle with your, like, Tennessee tuxedo or whatever. I don't know, man. <laughs> Super Chicken was rough. Oh, man. Uh, I don't remember Super Chicken. <laughs> Super Chicken was really rough. Also, was Hong Kong Fooey one of those? No, he was because his own guy. so racist. Okay. Um, he was his own guy. Um, Mr. Magoo- Was he the dog who worked in a police station and knew martial arts? Yeah. Is that Hong Kong Fooey? Yep. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, he was the dog janitor voiced by Scatman Crothers. That's right, he was a janitor too! That doesn't- <laughs> Stop putting a hat on a hat, he could just be a dog in a police station. <laughs> and he would solve the crimes by going into- the- I think dropping down an unused elevator shaft to turn into Hong Kong Fooey. He, like, opened a drawer in a filing cabinet oh, and jumped yeah, into it, and it. then the cabinet was an elevator? I feel like all the Wacky Racers characters were on the same show somehow. Mm. Yeah, Wacky yeah. Racers. Well, yes, but I mean, even <laughs> in their regular lives, like, uh, Dudley New Wright's trying to save somebody, but in the background, you know, Hong Kong Fooey's flying through the air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what they're trying to establish, right? It was the first cinematic shared universe. Yeah, that's true. There were definitely a bunch of things on Wacky Races that weren't from their own cartoons, right? I don't know. Yes, yes, I do remember this. I remember, like, trying to figure out the origin of, you know, that, the girl one Penelope driver. Pit Stop. Yeah, 
and I don't think a I don't think she existed out of that outside of that show, and b if she did, that's a wild name for her to that character to have yeah. outside of Wacky Races. Yeah, she got a she got a spinoff later. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like the only one who predates Wacky Races is Dick Dastardly. Mm-hmm. Really? Wait, I thought um, I thought Dudley Do Right was a Wacky Racer. Was he not? No, he's not in there. Wasn't Jabberjaw and friends in there? It seems like it, but they're not here. <laughs> were the Snorks involved? <laughs> Probably oh, not. Those were just underwater Smurfs. Yeah, that's true. What was the what was the there was like a space one? Space mm. a wacky racer from space, like an alien? No, there was like a wacky races whole thing, but in space. Oh. Is that more modern? I haven't heard of this. I don't, I don't know. know that one. Is this the Jetsons? <laughs> yeah, it was the Jetsons. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, no, I, I've heard of it. I know there was definitely like the um Yogi Bear Laugh Olympics was one. That was a weird crossover uh, is that the cartoon. One, is that the one where Mario and Sonic meet at the Olympics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Yogi meet Yogi Bear. Bear. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yogi Bear is the referee. <laughs> yeah, the Olympics referee, you know. <laughs> There's gotta they be referees, referees in the Olympics. <laughs> they definitely have referees. How dare you? I know, but they don't talk about it like that. They're like the officials, etc. Mm, I Efficient. guess. The irony, of course, is that Yogi Bear has always been the rule breaker, and now he's had come out of retirement to become the enforcer. Yeah, mm. guys, meter a picnic basket steal. Mm. I'm so like I'm so mad. Dick Dastardly originates in Wacky Races and got a spinoff after. What? Uh, no, yeah, thought... right. Who's the villain from Dudley Do Right? Is it not Dick Dastardly? No, yeah, that's a different guy. Is it? Yeah, Snidely Whiplash? Snidely Whiplash, oh, yeah. Oh, right. They're the but, same guy, unfortunately. Whiplash is a car thing! <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. No, no, his thing, it goes way back. He, like, drove stagecoaches or some shit, right? So it was a literal Whiplash in his case. Right? <sighs> That's also still a racing thing, though. <laughs> yeah, he was driving the fucking Pony Express or whatever. I forget what yeah. era it's set in. <laughs> Dudley Do Right? Could- he could drive that Pony Express in the Wacky Races also, Louisa. Everything was that's set up true. for him to be in the Wacky Races. Yeah, he had the true. right name, he had the right vehicle history. He looks yet, like Waluigi. He looks like Waluigi, which was important. <laughs> he loves trains. Oh my god. Guess who pl- you, Guess with uh, the greatest verb who played Snidely Whiplash in the live-action Dudley Do-Right. Vincent Price. Uh, oh my god, that's a good guess. <laughs> good guess. Uh, I'm gonna say- wait, can you tell me if Louisa's guess is in the right era of actor? Absolutely not. It, it isn't <laughs> yeah. even close. It's way it. more, way more up-to-date than that. When did Dudley Do-Right come out? In the 90s? 1999, starring Brendan okay. Fraser. Okay, the bad guy was Alan Rickman. Oh, another good guess. Alfred Molina played Snidely Whiflash huh. in that film. Why? Yeah, Snidely right? Whiplash is such a skinny waif of a man, and Alfred Molina is a yes. big chungus. Well, they wanted, so was- they wanted to make the Dudley Do-Right movie horny for millennials much later. <laughs> I mean, in, in fairness, Alfred Molina was also cast as uh, Dr. Octopus, even though he I was, that like guy a was a skinny nerd. A chunko. Isn't Dr. Uh, Octopus? Yeah, no, Dr. Octopus is fat. <clears throat> I guess, but he's like a weird, like... 
Eastern European nerd, not like a big jolly old elf. Yeah, that's true. They <laughs> made him as Santa Claus. <laughs> they made him yeah. much friendlier instead of giving him a bowl cut and a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Louisa, Alfred Molina as Santa Claus is gold. <laughs> you need to pitch that somewhere. Yeah. It is, because I feel like he has the presence for it, he certainly has the height and the build, mm-hmm. but also the slight air of menace, which I like yes. in Santa Claus. Yes, absolutely correct, yes. Yeah, he's a mischievous old elf. Yeah. It's it's weird how Alfred Molina seems like such a nice person and, like, such a magnetic and charismatic person, mm-hmm. but he almost always plays absolute bastards. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because he's good at it. Like, people have realized if you need to make a likable bastard the villain of your movie, it has to be Alfred Molina. Yeah, he can, he can throw Mary Jane off the Empire State Building and have people still go... Yeah. Oh man, I would let him raw dog me or whatever. <laughs> he can ban. They say that on the internet about anyone. To be fair, Jeff. Right, but not not the way that they say it specifically about like men in their fifties <laughs> or sixties who played Spider Man villains. Yes. Those are that's the people. That's the category of person people are horniest for. This is a man who can ban pastries in France and still be a sympathetic villain. Yes. What? <clears throat> In the movie Chocolat. Oh, okay. Yogi's Space Race. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> what? I've never heard of this. When was this? Was this was from the, the 80s? Was Pink Panther involved? Uh, it ran for three months in 1978. Oh. <laughs> 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 was Huckleberry Jeff Hound in? there somehow? Yes. Oh, probably. Also voiced by Dawes Butler. God, <laughs> Dawes Butler was just most of this show. Uh, somehow, Jeff, you've seen so much more 70s TV show reruns as a kid than I ever did, and I don't know how that's possible. I watched, like, nothing but Cartoon Network. Like, this was all they had because they didn't have money to make cartoons anymore in the 90s. Oh, I guess that's true. It was all just, like, Wacky Races, Galaxy Goof-Ups, friggin' Yogi Bear and Scooby-Doo spinoffs forever. Yep. Ugh. Depressing. So, anyway... (laughs) Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, <laughs> Whoops. Uh, have I already talked about um, uh, farm RPG on the show? No, I just heard about it for game? the first time a couple days ago. Uh, this is uh, an online, text-based, massively multiplayer online RPG. I would say that it is huh. um, about half... Like, King- a- like Kingdom of Loathing? Yes, I was just going to say, it's oh. about... It's about half as much parody as Kingdom of Loathing. Okay. Uh, Kingdom of Loathing is not a text-based game. Go on. No, but it is super cheap. Right. Yes, it's free. It's free, in fact. Well, yeah. I need to make, also. <laughs> like, most oh. most of the jokes are in text form because the images are crappy looking. Yeah. Yes. Like, there's icons and stuff in Farm RPG. It is not fully a text adventure. Oh, um, okay. But... I was thinking you it was full on online Zork style. No, there no. were a lot of games like that in the nineties mm-hmm. that where you would go on to a website and it'd be like, You're a, a vampire hunter and you're walking around and then you'd walk into a room where there were other players and it would just be people yelling the word like cock over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Um <clears throat> no, this one is a uh it's sort of for your Stardew Valley uh, Harvest Moon type of game, what, yeah. what Kingdom mm-hmm. of Loathing is for a Final Fantasy or yeah. D&D okay. type of game, um, except I think the humor is a, is, it's a lot, it's not as funny, one, uh, but it's also like, 
a sort of softer type of jokiness. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you could do a lot of Kingdom of Loathing without necessarily reading the quests. Um, oh yes, I never read most of the stuff in yeah. that game. <laughs> in, in Farm RPG, if sometimes if you don't read through the quests, you will have an item that you have to get for the quests, and you're like, I have no goddamn idea how I'm supposed to get that. And you'll click on its page, and it'll go to the compendium and have no drop locations, because it <laughs> drops from, like, if you have to farm cucumbers, and occasionally this item drops when you harvest them. Hmm. Um, okay. And this is good? Uh, it makes for a more interesting game, because it, like, almost... It definitely it doesn't require interaction with other players, but it encourages it in a way where it doesn't feel like hell to have to go into the game chat. Interesting. Um, which is a challenge. Yeah. Um, but you can go into the game chat and there's a couple like it's just like a live chat stream. Um, and you can mail certain items to people. So if you're short on items, you can just go over to the giveaway channel. And be like, hey, I need some more spiders to finish this quest. Can someone send me spiders? And sometimes... Send me some pictures of spider People man. will send Yay! them pictures of spider <laughs> Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it gets to be like sort of fun and nice where like people have on their little profile to mail like stuff that they're looking for. And you can send it to them if you have some. Uh, That's and good. that sort of thing. But just like... The the loop is fun in that at first I was like, is this some kind of idle game? And then I realized, oh, no, there's not really very much automatic happening. But the automation comes like it's it's hard earned much later. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there's never a way to automatically <clears throat> harvest and plant crops, but you can eventually get like pets that bring you items, and as you level them up they bring you more items more frequently and some of those items can be certain vegetables and stuff you can unlock, like, the crafting option, uh, you can unlock, like, automation slots Uh um, so it's got a, it's got a lot of little hooks like that that I find very intriguing yeah, everything you just said sounds great, but the fact that you have to interact with other people at all, I doubt you don't. I doubt I'll play it. You don't have to, but it it it, it like encourages you to in a way that is um, pleasant instead of annoying. That's good. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. Ooh, maybe I can give my uh, referral code right here live on the show so that anyone who tries to play uh, can go I mean, enter when you sign up. Enter the code F eight one nine four seven and. Once once you reach level thirty, we'll both get prizes. <laughs> I was gonna say you'll get all the spiders you can eat at that point. Yeah, I'll be a regular <laughs> spiders gay org. Mm-hmm. Is he supposed to be spiders George? I've always wondered that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I've been... I don't know this person. Is this a wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a. Uh... It's yeah. You know what? Yeah, it is a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Alright, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all That's all I've been spending my time on, because it's a very low-impact activity. That's um, nice. Uh, what'd you do this week, Louisa? Uh, this week, I've started to do things around fall. Speaking of automation, 
Am I right? Because for some reason, for some reason last week, it was about 85 most days. And then suddenly it's been 65 most days. Like there was no in between at all. Yeah. Oh, it's so good though, because it feels like the beginning of fall recently has been like, well, it's still really fucking hot, but also yeah. I've got a rake now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is like the, this reminds me of the Octobers when we were kids. Yes. So it's been, that's been really nice. I finally took it. I realized once I was dressing in full pajamas, including socks and putting an extra blanket on the bed, it was time to mm-hmm. take the air conditioning unit out of the, the window <laughs> because yeah. I've been needing it up to that point, And I'm like, at any moment, it could be 80 again one day, but it wasn't. So, yep. got rid of that, started making roast beef and mashed potatoes and things to eat, and uh, uh-huh. it's been just very good. Pumpkin spice coffee. Yep. Yeah, I did my uh, my grocery shopping last weekend, I think, and mm-hmm. oh, everything was just that sort of slightly pale orange color of fall seasonal flavors. <laughs> yes. Can we talk about how much easier it is to meal plan in the fall than in the summer? How so? Okay, yeah, is more. it because fresh vegetables go bad so fast? Because I have There's that There's that, and also, like, alright, this is gonna sound insane, but I hope you'll come with me. I won't, uh-huh. but go ahead. I feel like eating feels gross in hot weather. Agreed. Like, if I'm if it's fall, if it's cold out, I'm like, oh man, a nice like roast chicken would be good or like a <laughs> stew or something like something that'll warm me up and make me feel full. But being warmed up and feel full in summer sucks. Yeah. You so know- then I'm like, I guess I could make another salad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like in summer you end up very hungry. And if you're out somewhere, you're like, yes, I do want, you know, a burger and fries or whatever. But mm. if you're at home, you're just like, yeah, I guess salad. Now I'm not really full and not happy that I had to eat a yeah. salad. Like, nothing's good about it. <laughs> I didn't enjoy eating it, and yeah. now I'm not enjoying having eaten it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I totally agree. Uh, I love, there are so many fall and winter foods that are just as good leftover yeah. heated up again. Mm, that's yes. the best. And, and that's the other thing. There are so many fall and winter foods. Like, yeah. I don't know what a su- summer food is, but like, eating, eating stew in the summer feels wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? A hamburger, I guess, but like, a, it has to be grilled outside for it to really be a summer burger, I think. And B, you can't eat hamburgers every day. Yeah. Pasta salads, I guess, which are okay, but yeah. I get bored of those before I get done because- you- And it doesn't feel like a meal. It's like a side yeah. dish. Yeah, it does feel like a side dish. I could eat pa- just side dishes, though. <laughs> yeah. Pasta's so cheap, it's like 79 cents for a pound of pasta, whatever kind. So then every recipe uses a pound of pasta, and you're like, I guess I'll just follow the recipe, and then you end up with so much pasta in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that bad? Yes. What? Because <laughs> then you gotta eat it before it goes bad, and you're you're chewing your way through a pound of <laughs> lukewarm pasta, and it's not a good feeling. It sounds yeah. delicious to me. <laughs> the trouble is, I like a pasta salad for maybe three quarters of a pound, mm-hmm. and then there's a whole full ample bowl's worth left, and you're like, oh god, am I gonna eat this or am I gonna throw this away? Both sound terrible. <laughs> Who will rid me of this turbulent <laughs> pasta salad, you say, with your uh, your Knights Templar waiting in the wings? Exactly. Oh, God. 
But anyway, fall, amazing. Wearing yeah. a, wearing slippers, wearing a cardigan sometimes. This is mm-hmm. all very nice. Yep. Uh, sweater weather is are the two most romantic words in the English language. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, You're, you've given up on cellar door that quickly? Hmm. Yep. What about Dumpy Pumpkins, which is also for the fall? Dumpy Pumpkins is a good fall encapsulating... That I think we said that's the most beautiful fall mm-hmm. phrase, and I mm-hmm. stick with it. But if you want something that's going to make me smile, it's got to be sweater weather. Okay. Uh, I just, I, I'm really appreciating not having to wipe a little bit of sweat off your face every mm. 30 seconds for an entire day. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just really nice. Yeah. <laughs> you don't appreciate it because it feels like getting back to normal, but I'm really trying to appreciate it this year. I was thinking the other day about Fremen still suits like you do. Yeah. And... I sweat more from my face than I think almost any other part of my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the movies and books, they're like, well, these still suits will keep, will retain over 99% of your body's moisture. And I think that's bullshit. Because <laughs> there's not a hat element to them. So yeah. where's all that moisture that's coming out of my face and head is just going away. What if you let it... Condense it to sweat, trickle down into your neck, and then mm. your suit can grab it. Yeah, that's probably reason, what happens, right? <laughs> no, the the reason the still suits are so important is because the air is so dry that your sweat instantly gets, like, evaporated off of you, and that's mm. how you lose your moisture. So they need to make the still suit to keep your, your moisture from getting evaporated. Yeah. Do they cover the heads in the books? That would make more sense. No. I mean, I don't know that they describe it in such detail that you okay. would know. Okay. Uh, what were we talking about? Deserts. Sweating a lot. Yeah, probably. The Kwisatz Heterak, I think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I'm glad it's fall. I've been drawing fall things. I've been having more energy now that, like, mm-hmm. doing something like washing some dishes doesn't make you need to sit down for 15 minutes with a cold drink. Yep. So, Ooh, ha- just having the, the windows open, just being yes. able to have the windows open and have it be like a, a comfortable temperature is incredible. Yeah. Then you get that breeze. Ugh, that's the life. Yeah, very true. So we're all enjoying that. That is great. Matt, what did you do this week? Uh, okay, I've got two things as per usual. Number one is I've been playing, ta- speaking about automation. Yes. Okay. Uh, I've been playing a new game that's still in early access, but is getting popular on the internet, called Satisfactory. Have you oh, yeah. heard of this, yeah. either of you? Uh, I think I haven't. I haven't started it yet. This is the one that you play as, like, a guy, and it's not, like, an overhead god view type of game? What? Correct. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what Jeff just said is hard to understand. Right, sorry, there's a bunch of games It's a first-person game, not a third-person game, is the point. There's there's a lot of games where you uh, create some kind of, like, uh, what what you call it, factory with uh, conveyor belts and such, but uh, a lot of them, some of them are played from an overhead view, like a StarCraft, and others are like this one that Matt will now describe. Uh Yes. So it's a first-person game where you are a colonist who has landed on an alien planet, and your job is to build a a factory that will generate the, the all the rest of the like homes and infrastructure necessary for the colony. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're entirely by yourself, uh, except for the like wildlife on this planet, uh, and so you're going around like uh, finding 
iron ore uh, seams and then mining them and then using that iron ore to make robots that'll do the mining for you. And then you can make conveyor belts to bring the ore from the robots to your smelter so that you like don't have to travel around as much. And it's very much an exercise in like starting from nothing and then like iteratively building a more and more perfect interlocking machine. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that I find very satisfying. I also really like, I feel like in a lot of these space colony games, there's the temptation to make a big part of it be like hunting or like being attacked by the wildlife on the planet. And that is such a minor part of this game. Sometimes you'll be walking around and a, an alien creature will attack you and you have to like fight it off with your stun baton. But mm-hmm. that is, that has happened to me twice in the, like, six hours I've played of this game. Um, it's great. It's really good. Yeah, this is one that I've I've wanted to play for a while, but I'm finding myself having less and less motivation uh, to play games at all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I, it's very meditative for me, in a way. I've I've been stressed out a lot lately, and it's nice to just have a thing where it's like, this alien world is entirely under my control and I can do whatever I want and I don't have to worry about being attacked by snipers or whatever, like most video games, you know? That's good. So, uh, the other thing is I've watched the new Hocus Pocus movie (laughs) that everyone is abuzz about. What did you think of it? So, I've seen a lot of people on the internet being extremely upset about it. I don't know if it's because I went in with low expectations, but I thought it was fine. See? It it was nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. The people I know who like the first movie from when they were kids and have recently watched that movie have enjoyed Mm. this one. So I wonder if people who didn't enjoy it just had different expectations for what it was going to be. I think there's also like a star wars fandom level of problem of like there were there was a group of fans of the original who were never going to like this no matter what it was disney adults (laughs) yes exactly and like the the thing of it is that this movie is so explicitly made for fans of the franchise it's got so many references and and whatever Mm -hmm. obviously everyone has their own tastes But I think more people need to recognize when something that they genuinely love isn't very good. Yeah, I saw the first one as an adult and I'm like, huh, this isn't very good. (laughs) I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, And I think if you love it, that's great. Because I love, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that is terrible. Uh (laughs) Like, you need to love terrible things. It teaches you how to love terrible, like, people in your life as an adult. (laughs) Yeah, you can enjoy something without it being, like, the best thing ever made, which I think right. is fine, but I also definitely bristle against anything. Anytime an adult recommends to me a children's movie and they say, no, it's actually really good, I'm like, no, you just watched <laughs> no, it when you were yeah. seven. Yeah, exactly. Well, it depends. If they say that and they did watch it when they were seven, then I'm like, no, thanks. But if, like, sometimes somebody will be like, hey... I watched this as an adult and it's still good. Like if my when my adult friends came to me and said, Watch Steven Universe, I was like, I don't know, but they were right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like I never really got hooked by like Hook. 
No, I, I like Coke okay. It's bad. Yeah, that's because of nostalgia, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's it's fun. Robin Williams is charming. Uh, but, like, I think the one that probably both of you will yell at me for uh, is The Princess Bride. Like, yeah, that movie's fine. Mm, no. Yeah, I think you are wrong. Yeah, I think... Yeah, because you watched it when you were little kids. No, I don't think so. <laughs> that one, that is the one that I will say people who watch as an adult will be like, wow, this is better than I thought, because I expected yeah. it to be a movie for little kids, and I never saw it as a kid, but I do yes. like it as an adult. Yes. Also, the books are good. Like... Oh, wow, here we go, here he comes. for adults and good. <laughs> like, it's based on a thing that's not for children. It's for... It's a it's a genuine piece of literature. It's for sophisticated adults with a complex palate. I mean, it's not not for those people. <sighs> Fair. Um I think you're I think you're wildly incorrect on that one, Jeff. <laughs> uh I like I I am very willing to admit most of the things I like are, from my childhood are like more nostalgia based than quality based, but I don't think Princess Bride is one of them. It's yeah. definitely not at the level of like people who insist the Star Wars prequels are good. <laughs> yeah. That is like fully broken brained younger millennials, maybe <laughs> older Zoomers type of people who are like, mm-hmm. no, you just hadn't seen CGI before and you were a baby, so Yeah. Same with the original Star Wars trilogy. In a lot of ways, yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to lose your mind there for a second. No, I think no. I think that if you look at any of those movies from a technical perspective, sure, but they are ultimately children's movies that have simple stories. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think that there's I think that there's a reason why those ones managed to still stay beloved all this time later. They are like better than most children's movies in the late seventies and early eighties. Um, but I do also think that if you were an adult in the 70s and watched a Star Wars, you'd be like, this is so stupid. I wonder, though, because it was, like, the biggest movie ever when it came out, so there must have been adults who were into it, right? Mm, yeah. yeah, maybe. Were we uh, well, just coming out of a depression at the time? No, I think, I think like, uh, the Harry Potter it. effect... Uh, everyone can get into something at the same time because it's an easy level of entry. Like, it's mm, not, right. a, it's, they're not challenging movies to watch and understand, so everyone can get involved. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, people like to make the comparison from Avatar to Star Wars, but similarly, you make a movie that's like just okay, more successful than anything ever, and you had to invent a bunch of brand new computers and submarines to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is very fun. I like that we're in that stage of art, and I definitely don't loathe it with every fiber of my being. <laughs> All right, good. I, th- I, I think the Harry Potter comparison is good, too, because yeah. I think that, like, in, I guess not even that long, but there will be adults walking around the world who watched the Harry Potter movies when they were children who are baffled that the rest of us don't agree that the Harry Potter movies are genuine fine cinema. That already yeah. exists. Yes, that's insane. When did the last of those movies come out? Like, eight years ago or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> no, it couldn't be that long. Can it? The last Time book- doesn't mean anything anymore. The last book came out in, like, 2007. Yeah. Yeah, 2011 was the last movie. Wow. 11 years ago? Yeah. Wow. Huh. And now Daniel Radcliffe is Weird Al Yankovic. Time marches yeah. ever forward. It's true. <laughs> Ask not for whom the bell tolls. 
Um, anyway. Because it's none of your goddamn book. business. <laughs> the bell yeah, that does sound like that does sound like something Hemingway would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the new Hocus Pocus, I think, is just fine. <laughs> I think that they goofed up by not having there be a talking cat equivalent in this one, because that was the best part of the original. Um, and also, <laughs> they, they put more musical numbers in this one, and I don't know why. <laughs> Because that's the worst part of the original, but that's fine. <laughs> they shot most of this, uh, most a bunch of this movie, like around the corner from me. What in a city? Hocus Pocus? Yeah, like a uh, a uh, bunch of the um, exteriors for the the sleepy little town were uh, right right by Kaufman Studios, which is in Astoria, and they had converted like a little corner into a corner from the street for a couple days. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Coffin Studios is where Sesame Street is made. Like, it's it's a big, it's a sort of major studio. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, whatever. <laughs> yep. So. Pretty good. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to watch plus. it. I think I might yeah. rewatch the original, because uh, if I focus, if I know how bad it's going to be, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I do this time, I can focus more on the good details, like um, uh, Doug Jones does such an amazing job. Yeah, Doug Jones does an amazing job. He has a much bigger part in the new one. Yeah, I bet. Um, he said he was like very his... excited to do it, and he said yeah. in interviews that he's exactly the same size that he was then, so he could wear some of the old costume pieces. That, <laughs> yeah. that was his like breakout role, right? He was uh, he was Mac tonight, and then he was that. I, um, I yes. think that might yeah. He was like bit part stuff before that. Yeah. I think he was in some bit, but. Um, not Benicio del Toro, Guillermo del Toro movies before. I think he might have been in. What was that one? His uh, set during the the Mexican Revolution. Oh no, Pan's Labyrinth was like the two thousands. Oh no, no, no. There was one before, oh, before that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. that's the that Spanish the Civil War. Anyway. Oh uh, yes. Okay. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Whatever. I th- I think that Doug Jones had done some work with Guillermo del Toro before. I thought Guillermo del Toro didn't have anyone giving him any work at the at that time yeah he, he was not hocus pocus is earlier than you uh than you remember matt it's it 93 I yeah oh damn that is earlier than i thought um yeah he didn't start getting into the uh the guillermo del toro business until after that mm. but he did play thin clown in batman returns uh-huh which interesting you probably remember he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That was definitely after '93, though, right? Yeah, the show started in '97. He was already like okay. the guy that you have when you need a thin creep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh man, he's in Monkey Bone. That's fun. Maybe I'll watch. I I keep thinking, should I watch Monkey Bone? It's have you very it bad. Though? I don't think I've seen it. It might have been on like Comedy Central when I was a kid or something. But like, it's directed by Henry Selleck. It's got Brendan Fraser in it. Oh man. <laughs> It's it's very stupid, but it's not the worst movie you could watch. Huh, I kind of think it is one of the worst movies you could watch. So, <laughs> I, have you watched it? I've seen the middle part of it, and I did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, I can't whole, believe this thing." I've watched the whole thing maybe twice because it was on Comedy Central all the time when we were kids. But mm. um, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's okay. fine. All right. I wonder if I'll end up being secretly the the big monkey bone fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, John Turturro voices monkey bone. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is wild because then in he becomes Chris Kattan in the real world. <laughs> Why didn't you just have Chris Kattan voice him yeah. in the 
I mean, I know that he goes through a period where he takes over uh, Brendan Fraser's body first. Oh, I get spoilers. it, everyone. All you monkey bone heads out there. <laughs> monkey, monkey bone heads boners. is good. Yep. <laughs> I almost said monkey boners, but I felt yeah. like that would get us lead us down the wrong path. That's why I said it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because you wanted to lead us down the wrong path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> monkey bones, like if someone had heard about Tim Burton and they were like, I could do that, I bet. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yes, that's what Henry Selleck is. <laughs> He directed Nightmare Before Christmas and James and the Giant Peach and Coraline. Yeah. Monkey Bone strikes me as Tim Burton went to see Who Framed Roger Rabbit and then was like, pitched that to studios and the studios were like, we love it, but we don't like you. Yeah. So you get out, Tim Burton, and we're taking your idea and giving it to someone else. (laughs) The thing is, though, Tim Burton, like... He there's certain things he loves, like twisty elements that are black and white striped. Like you understand some of his stuff, but then mm-hmm. he he's always like, no, but then there has to be a dinosaur that's wearing lipstick, and you're like, what? And he's like, yeah, no, trust me. And then if when he puts it in something, you're like, oh, I get it, I get it now, Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then with Monkey Bone, it was just like uh, a wig on a uh, skeleton, and like <laughs> none of this is right though. It's too much. It's like putting a lipstick lipstick on a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoy Monkey Bone if you watch it, Jeff. I probably yeah. won't, because I don't watch anything. <laughs> so you don't watch anything and you don't play any games? You just sit with your face in the corner like a Blair Witch would? Mostly. Yeah. It's the season. Yeah, yep. I spent a lot of time this week trying to fix my uh, my laptop. I had to replace the backlight on the LCD I ordered with the backlight from the other screen, and then I ripped the ribbon cable by accident, and it's impossible to find a replacement. So that's what I've been doing with all of my Mm. time, is looking at broken computer and becoming more insane than ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You need to get one of those headlamps with a lens that covers one of your eyes so that when uh, the hero of the movie kicks in your door and says he needs tech from you, you can look up and your one eye is super big. Mm -hmm. I have been considering getting something that will let me look at small things better, and that is the Mm -hmm. main one that we have in our society. I do love how that's such an action movie trope, is that you have the friend who can make things for you or whatever, Mm -hmm. but like... Most people I know who can make things aren't very good at it. Yeah. Yeah, and most of the time the, like, the garage version of Q that an action movie star meets isn't also isn't very good at it. Yeah. I suppose so, but they're still good enough at it that you wonder why they don't have a job at the CIA or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah why, don't, I, why don't you have a job yeah. at the CIA, Matt? I don't, part, I'm not that good at it. The part of this movie magic is you ask your friend, like, could you build me a grappling hook that can help me get under the roof of this thing so I can do this heist? And then they do it. That's the movie magic. In real life, your friend's like, oh man, I was totally going to start on that this week, but I didn't get a chance. Mm, so that's true. next month for sure. But also, like... <laughs> Going to your friend who doesn't have many resources and being like, can you invent this thing that people have been trying to make for <laughs> decades in a, a day in your garage? Mm-hmm. Tony Stark made it in a cave with a box of scraps, you say. You yell at them. Yeah. yeah. And that, so many hamburgers. That's your villain, villain origin story as revealed 12 years later in a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> 
What? You remember in Far From Home, like all the people, the stereo recruits, they flash back and oh, it's like, that's right. that guy that Jeff Bridges that. yelled at was one of the guys. <laughs> that's actually a very good joke. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not supposed to be a joke, but it's so funny. It is kind of a joke, especially on like the meta level of Sony was clearly trying to make their Spider-Man inseparable from the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah it's true. Anyway, what were we talking about? So what do we do on this show, I hear you ask me, Jeff? Well, <laughs> we uh, we go to the suggested articles page of WikiHow, and we put in a random word so that we can give people advice related to that random word based on the questions they've asked. Uh, so today, the random word we got was century. Nice. And we've got a bunch of people have requested articles related to how to do things with the word century in them. I was wondering if there are going to be any recipes for century eggs, but no, apparently not. No mention of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that the official name of those things? Uh, sometimes. It, it, are, is that the same as tea eggs? Similar process, but a century egg is aged. You know, not literally a century, but far, far longer than a tea egg. Mm. which just gets infused with a little bit of flavor in, like, a day. Mm-hmm. But the century eggs you have to bury for a long time, and they, like, turn jellied. I do not care for them. Oh, fermented man. meats, I, and I kind of consider eggs meat in this case, fermented meats really get to me. They bother me. And yet you love beef jerky. <laughs> That's not a fermented meat! It is! <laughs> the way I do it. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't you like pork roll? Melt in your mouth, <laughs> jellied beef jerky. Yeah, I put a bunch of vodka in there when it's steaming. First of all, Jeff, smoking. to address your issue that you've brought up, that is a cured meat, I would say. And second of all, no, I don't like pork roll. Oh. <laughs> I think that it is, I think part of why it's tangy is it's lightly fermented. I don't think that's true. I think it's no, got it's citric acid curing. in it. <laughs> yeah. Curing is what makes things taste tangy. Okay. Nitrates. Nitrates. I love nitrates. Mm. I hate when... <laughs> so bad for you. I know. Though. I hate when natural products are like, no nitrates or nitrites. I'm like, no, that's where the flavor lives. Mm-hmm. I want those. Oh my god, you guys, I made tacos this week and I put some of the MSG that I got in it and nice. oh, holy shit, they were so good. <laughs> I bet. That's the trick. Oh, yep. MSG in everything from now on. Mm-hmm. I wonder what um, it would be like in something sweet. I've never considered that until this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. MSG flavored ice cream, Louisa. You oh, gotta make no, this happen. No. <laughs> Tomato soup ice cream. Mm. Um, MSG naturally has a saltiness to it, right? So it'd be hard to mask that in a dessert. But you could do like a salted caramel with yes, MSG instead yes. of salt. I bet that would be actually incredibly good. That would be good, damn. <laughs> um, how to, and this one's yeah. sending me for a bit of a loop. Act like Xenon from Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. <laughs> yeah, well, Jeff, here's the first stage for that, and I think it would be how to talk like people from Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. <laughs> That's the next I am aware that this was a show that was on for younger kids when I was a teenager, and I know mm. nothing about it except, I guess now, I'm vaguely aware that they talked weird. Hmm, do they use slang? Do they use cool future slang? The 21st century is now. (laughs) We're already in it. Yeah. Why would you... This is something that infuriates me so much, is how many sci-fi properties in the 80s were like, yeah, we'll set it in the distant future, like, 20 years from now. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) 
Yeah, so what, how would you talk like the 21st century? Yeet, I guess, who came around in this century. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People say you that turned now. turned down for various things. On fleek, that one's still, it's old now, but it uh-huh. was of the 21st century. You should, you should probably stand for Xenon <laughs> and the girl of the 21st century. Uh, this wasn't yeah. even, this wasn't even a show, this was just a movie. Oh. It takes place in 2049. <laughs> That's still not that far away. I know, it was made in 1999, and they were like, ah, the distant future where people live on space stations. 40 where years from now. People their daughters Xenon, I guess. Is that yeah. happening? Takes place the same year as Blade Runner. I would like to point out that this is spelled Z-E-N-O-N instead of X-E-N-O-N. Why? Why do Which that? one's That's the real one? X. Which one do I shoot? I was going to say, I think both of these questions were asked by the same person. Because they've capitalized the S in 21st, which no mm. one does, which makes it look like 21 Street. Yes, that's true. Maybe uh, there might be some like auto-capitalization going on with the WikiHow stuff. Mm, no, because all the other uh, ones on this page have yeah, lowercase. Mm. Oh yeah, interesting. How to-, how to be a soldier in the 21st century is spelled right. Live, die, repeat. That was a documentary manual on how to be a soldier. Stop acting like the 21st century is the future. We're in it now. (laughs) And we're stuck in it until we find a way to defeat those aliens with Emily Blunt. (laughs) The depressing answer on how to be a soldier in the 21st century is go down to the army recruitment office. They are down drastically in signups. They will be happy to have you no matter what kind of terrible idiot you are. The real answer is be too poor to pay for college. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how to play 21st century war, war card game. Uh, okay, so you take the deck and you split it in half, mm-hmm. and then each of you flip over the top card, and the person with the higher card wins. No, 21st century war. Yeah, oh, uh, you wear 3D glasses while you're doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you play Gangnam style in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific twenty late 2012 war. <laughs> Yeah, no, music uh, of the 21st century, Jeff. When the ca- when you flip the cards over, you punch the other player in the face and take all their money and leave. Uh-huh. That's like every war, to be yeah, fair. That's, that's, that is an evergreen tactic in war. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny to think about the fact that a long time ago, there were people who would get very mad at you if you were like, I'm going to fight this war with the intention of defeating my enemy instead of... I'm going to line up in a line and face the other guys, and we'll just shoot at each other until one of us gives up. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, I think that having some kind of rules was probably a good thing that we maybe shouldn't have given up, although it obviously gave power to the rule makers in a way that I don't love. Yeah, I think that the it's deranged that you would go to the point where you're like, well, we do have to kill people for our political beliefs, but... We need to have rules about it. And the fact that your instinct towards rules wouldn't immediately make you go, wait, why are we doing this? I think that that's everything, though. Like, that tactic had been the most efficient way to make war for hundreds of years. And then people just were like, this is just how war has to be. And then they never changed it until some people were like, we'll wait up. It now was, we have guns, though. It was largely in World War One where they're like, oh, shit, mustard gas is really fucking people up. Mm, uh, yeah. No more mustard gas allowed. And, like, I kind of get it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But also, I think that making a 19-year-old go shoot other 19-year-olds yeah. like 2,000 miles away is bad 
as bad as using mustard gas on them, if not yeah. worse. Agreed. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I just don't like mustard. <laughs> Same. I love mustard. I have nine kinds in my refrigerator. Oh, yeah, that's always giving you that real bad mustard gas, right? <laughs> oh, no. Nice. no, I'm building up an immunity to mustard. You see. <laughs> Uh, I'll be able to defeat the Kaiser. No problem. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the Kaiser roll with ham and lettuce and mustard. <laughs> uh, how to change a 95 Buick Century V6 head gasket. Take it away, Matt. Yeah, um, open up the the Buick Century uh, hood or trunk. Some of them had engines in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, if they were made in Korea. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> there were cars Yeah, had- I know engines in the trunk. I don't know if this is one of them. Okay. Uh, and then, you look for the thing that's like, on top of another thing. You're Take that out. losing me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then put a new one of those in. A head gasket is like a rubber ring, right? Or is it the whole cap of something? Uh, it's the one that's in charge of all the other ones. Yeah. I know that. Okay. Uh, so you know how there's like You'll look at a car and be like, ah, yeah, that's one of the cars that there are. Because, like, <laughs> there's there's only a couple different body shapes of car. Mm-hmm. I'm learning that Buick Century is the one where I look at it and I'm like, ah, yeah, the slightly, slightly fancier sedan. Did it have <sighs> fins? No, it just had... I guess 95 <laughs> was probably not the era of fins. Yeah, this isn't a 21st century car, Matt. <laughs> yeah, it didn't have its cyber fins yet. Just like, you know, it's just kind of round and the grill is like, has the Buick logo, so you're like, ooh, fancy. But it looks the same as like a Corolla or whatever, Honda yeah. Accord. Does it say something about me as a car guy that when I heard a fancied up car, the only thing I could think of was fins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about underlining? That's pretty fancy. And That's it says pretty that you're a little badass is what it says. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got fins on your car. Uh, a V6 is an engine, so look for the big square thing. That's going to be the engine, and then it's going to mm. be on top of that, whatever this is. Yeah, probably. There you go. Is the head gasket some kind of air filtering device, probably? <laughs> I swear, it, it's it's a rubber seal on something, right? It's either the ring or the cap. It's yeah. the 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 thing that it provides. Could be wrong, somebody. It provides the seal between the cylinders and the engine, so it's yes. like a, a little tray with uh, like, with four. It's four kind of like a kiss it. from a rose. Uh-huh. Yeah, on the on the gray. Okay, there yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting somewhere, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Speaking of Batman. <laughs> Were we? <laughs> yeah. Mm, <okay>. Always. <laughs> That's the underlying theme of our work. If we were in being written about in a high school paper, the underlying theme you would need to know was Batman. When one of us kills the other two, it'll say, uh, Batman podcast falls apart. <laughs> yes. Ooh, which one of us is going to kill the other two? Let's make our predictions right now. Everyone, Yeah, everyone write down your answer on a piece of paper. <laughs> everyone on three, say who you think will kill you. One, okay. two, three. Matt. Louisa. <laughs> I didn't say one. <laughs> because you're immortal. You, you don't yourself. think you can be killed. Uh, yeah, there's nothing to prove uh, that incorrect yet. What we need to yep. do is go to a haunted bed and breakfast, and mm-hmm. we're the only people staying there. So yep. then when 
two of them are dead and the survivor's like, oh no, the one of the ones who died killed the other one and then killed mm-hmm. themselves. There's no way to prove out- that wrong. And then we find out that Jeff had a, a hidden pregnancy when he was a teenager and uh, it was covered up by the person that was killed. Oh, they're the baby all grown up. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly. And then we finally find out what it is that happened to baby Jane. Mm-hmm. God, that movie's so sad. I have no idea what that movie is about. <laughs> oh, fuck. The end of it is heart-wrenchingly awful. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch that instead of Monkey Bone. It's very good. It's very scary. It has a, a Hitchcocky horror feel to it. I love that Jeff's trying to choose between Monkey Bone and whatever happened to Baby Jane. Yeah. Uh, they both encapsulate their era of cinema so well. That's very good. Uh, I am. I think I will finally do it. I think I'm going to go see uh, Avatar in real. That's not either of the sure IMAX because I have the day off on Wednesday. <laughs> Uh-huh. Just become movie pilled. He just uh, likes to talk about any type of movie. To go mm-hmm. see. He can't tell the difference between different movies. <laughs> it's you know, it's hard. He's got to... face blindness <laughs> for movies. <laughs> Film blindness? No, that's mm-hmm. nothing. If I just said that, though, it wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. <clears throat> but how do you make a 13th century European costume? Is that Bloomer's territory? Are we in Bloomer's town? I don't think so. I think you're still Are we in, in Hoes. I think you're still in Hoes and a doublet kind okay. of era. Uh huh. Or a jerkin. Are we as like, far back as jerkins? A slash doublet, if you're fancy. Oh, that's later. That's you like need an century. extremely pointy beard. Not yet. You might be uh, clean shaven. I think you might have to be clean shaven for this one. Okay, thirteenth century. You said. Yeah. Can you have big mm. crazy mutton chops? No, that's more like 19th century. Do you just need to rub a lot of dirt into your clothes? <laughs> Whatever clothes you're wearing, just roll around in the dirt? I think you're going to have to be wearing linen. I don't think you're going to have access to cotton yet, perhaps. Mm, probably not. Interesting. So there you go. Linen, diet blue. Everyone dyed things with woad. Mm-hmm. Go to town. <laughs> Sew it up yourself. No sewing yep. with a machine. They didn't have them. Uh, make some realistic looking sores on your face. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Wear a wimple or one of those weird flat caps that looks like a deflated balloon. Mm-hmm. There you go. Wimple. That's Eat nothing but turnips for a month. <laughs> um, or uh, fall under the thrall of Genghis Khan. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. Wait, did a lot of Europeans do that? <laughs> not as far as I can remember. Probably not, but like they could. Yeah, if yeah. they if they took a trip to see what all, get all this Genghis Khan was about, they could they could admire him from afar. I mean, that's true. <laughs> uh, Magellan t- brought this thing back. It's a picture of Genghis Khan, and he looks so cool. <laughs> I don't know anything about him, but I'd let him raw dog me. You say on the 13th century internet. <laughs> that's just going down and whispering into the town crier's ear, so he can yell stuff for you. Yeah, and yeet. He replies. <laughs> <sighs> Lovely. <laughs> oh man. You know, there's also make an eleventh century European costume on here, and I'm gonna mm. say not that different. I know yep. if you know things there are subtle differences, like the waist is at waist level or it's been dropped by four inches, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go ahead and say no one nowadays is gonna know that when you go out wearing your costume. Yeah. Just it's the exact same costume but no pants. This is perfect for the Halloween season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, just put dark circles around your eyes, and then you're a 11th century ghost. Dark circles so, sounds like the name of a detective. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So this is one that's really messing me up conceptually, you guys. Uh-huh. And go bear with me on this. How to empty a century portable toilet. No! <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. Listen. Okay. If you are in a position where it is your responsibility to empty one of these toilets, you should have thought about this before now. <laughs> I love a construction worker frantically on their lunch break on their phone. Yeah, oh, God damn it. How do I empty this freaking toilet? <laughs> like, how do you get, how do you get a brand new portable toilet without already having researched the main Boy. thing you're gonna need to do with it. Maybe this is someone asking so that they can play a jackass-style prank. Uh-huh. Oh, then push it down a hill. Yeah, the way you empty it is you put dynamite in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is so depressing. What do you mean? I don't know what you do. Do you, you just put a bunch of enzymes into the hole and then just seal up the door and never go in there again, right? Oh no, bad <laughs> news guys, this is a camping toilet. This is something someone would have to oh, have no, empty on their own. No! What's a camping toilet? <laughs> it's basically a little box that you poop in. <laughs> Why? It's a five gallon tank. You're already tank. outside! <laughs> yeah, but you're not, you're not a monster. You're not polluting or whatever. <laughs> but like... What what are you gonna do with that box? Yeah, empty what, it. What, what's that <laughs> box? Wherever you empty it, it's gonna end up outside. It, it does compost, apparently. <laughs> oh, then you don't need to worry about emptying it, right? Well, you got to take the compost out, I guess, eventually. But then, okay, yeah. But I guess once you're at the point of it just being compost, it's not such a bad thing. You just get a pitchfork. In what way is compost is different from poop? <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Compost yeah. usually doesn't smell, or it smells just faintly. It's not warm with yeah. body heat. <laughs> Although it does make its own heat, and sometimes it explodes, so yeah, that's, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> Like when those wet leaves catch on fire. <laughs> like when you bale your hay wet, and yes. then it suddenly bursts into flames. That is so incredible. I can't believe that's a real thing that happens in the real world. Every time I think about that, I'm like, oh yeah, that old urban legend, and then I have to remind myself that that's not a legend. That is real, for sure. It does happen. The way you said it made it sound like it was the caption of a meme. Mm-hmm. That face when you bail your hay while it's wet, and then it explodes. <laughs> then you're yeah. a sad 13th century peasant with a barn who's on fire. <laughs> it's a picture of just yeah. like that crappily drawn stick figure who looks sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was assuming it was that little girl smiling in front of the house on fire, except it's a barn. <laughs> Pretty good. <clears throat> um, how to see 19th century French architecture? Go, Go to, to 19th century France. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Actually, probably not. Yeah. Like, you'd have to go to 20th century France to see most of it, right? Because it would still be in construction in the 19th century. But now you could only see it in 21st century France. Mm, I guess. Oh, isn't the Eiffel Tower from the 19th century? There you go. That's easy. That sounds right. Yeah. We'll we'll not look that up and we'll say yeah. So there you go. Look at that. My advice is Google it. Any postcard from France. (laughs) (laughs) Just Google it? No, if they knew how to Google things, they wouldn't be on WikiHow. Uh, get a VR helmet, okay. and then go to the Google Earth VR thing, and then just move around France. Look up the Google Earth in the archive for 18th century. <laughs> Ooh, yes, yeah. this is good. 18th century, because you want to get a jump start on those 19th century. Oh, that's right, it was 19th century. 
<laughs> yeah, but you need to understand the origin story. That's true. Architecture. Yeah. You really got to understand from the French Revolution onwards. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You have to contextualize it for yourself. Um, does How the Statue of Liberty count? <clears throat> yes, I'm going to say architecture? yes. Is that architecture or art? Uh, it has a staircase inside, so I'm going to say architecture. That's the difference, man. That is the, that is the thing, yeah. If there's a staircase, it is architecture. <laughs> exactly. That's the rule. Uh, the one here, how to plan a trip to Century City, California, don't. They only film game shows there, right? It's like a wasteland of game show studios. So just don't go there. It sounds terrible. It does sound like the setting for a post-apocalyptic movie. True. It could be. If you Maybe. think about it. Like, yeah. your, goal, has it- your goal in a Fallout game would be to get to Century City. Mm-hmm. Because that's where they film the game shows, so there's lifetime supplies of lots of things there. <laughs> there's, you, there's a lot of goats just hanging out behind curtains. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like this plan. Is that it? You how to, go- how to collect 19th century furniture. When you have it, don't sell it. Yeah, when you have it, you'll know. It's true. <laughs> when your family falls on hard times and you don't have enough fo- wood to burn in the fire, mm-hmm. don't chop up your uh, living room table and put it in the fireplace. People have living room tables, right? That's okay. <laughs> when yeah. you find yourself in times of trouble and Mother Mary comes to you, make her give, uh-huh. the, give you that furniture. <laughs> yeah. Mother Mary is from 19th century, right? <clears throat> um, Nope. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I, I'm gonna have something to say about this, but I sure didn't. No, know. this list is—it's all just about Buick centuries or one of the <laughs> 10th centuries. There are a lot of Buick century ones <laughs> yeah. in here. Oh my god! How yeah. to invest in green century mutual funds? That's nothing. I think I think this one is a good one for us to go out on. I think we can say a lot of things about it, and it's perfect timing. Okay. How to create a traditional holiday season in the 21st century. Mm. We're just coming up on the beginning of the holiday season. We all know the holiday season starts with Halloween and mm-hmm. ends with Groundhog Day. Uh-huh. This is all true facts. Uh, okay, but this is not how to create a holiday in the holiday season. This is how to create a holiday season in the traditional right. fashion. Yes. I'm just saying we're starting that process. We have to start now. Yeah. Oh, I see. You want to make the existing holiday season more traditional. I'm saying we all accept from the beginning that the holiday season is Halloween through Groundhog Day. I'm saying throw that right out the goddamn window because we're making a new one and it starts on March 5th. Oh, I see. You want to make a new holiday season in the traditional style. Yeah, we need to make a new traditional <laughs> holiday season for the 21st century. Okay, got it. Uh, I don't think you can make something new and traditional. You can start traditions, though. You can you can do something so cool that people are like, we have to do this every year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel like t-shirt cannons need to be involved in some way. Ooh. Okay, yeah. We could do all kinds of uh, pressurized launchers of various kinds. One of yeah, those, like, it could be a celebration guns. of, like, hydraulics. Can we get some good foods in there? How about waffles? People can have waffles mm. however they like them best, so that's a good holiday food, I'll say. Yeah, and we'll make the waffles into, like, little uh, hydraulic cylinders filled with syrup, and then a little cap of butter on top, 
Actually, this sounds really good. <laughs> Wait, are these being fired out of a t-shirt cannon? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. No, it's just in the theme of the holiday, which is a celebration of hydraulics. Oh. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um. Also, you can have all kinds of animatronics, because those are usually powered by hydraulics. Yeah. Uh, true. You can have a robotic Santa Claus, a robotic Jack uh-huh. Skellington, a robotic... Yes, all walking together in a, in one holiday parade. Hanukkah Harry. Uh, what if no, everyone... you probably want Judah Maccabee, right? <laughs> what if yeah, everyone maybe. at their house has to build a very small amusement park because of mm. water parks and animatronics, like you say, those being the themes... Uh, yeah. Amusement parks are the holy space of this holiday. Yes, mm-hmm. this is a great idea. Instead of having <clears throat> floats decorated by the local high school, you have a parade where every school builds one robot well, to march good. in the parade. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. like that. This has got me yeah. thinking, why isn't Judah Maccabee a mascot for Hanukkah? It's harder when they're, like, kind of a real person, I think. I don't know, we got fucking President's Day and people pretend uh, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln were best buddies, first of all. (laughs) And second, they just do whatever you want them to do for your celebration. He's more a real person than Santa Claus, but, like, Santa Claus is also kind of a real person. Yeah, Yeah, but you would need- the thing is, you need to abstract him out more. First of all, Santa Claus is- like eight different languages telephone away from the actual person's name. Okay. So you would need like Judah Maccabee couldn't be it, but if you said like uh Jose No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Jose McBee or whatever, like that is the the level of abstraction you would I need like to get. I like that. Away he's international. It. He's got a Spanish first <laughs> That's what name I'm and saying. a Scottish last name, even though he's a Jewish <laughs> yeah. character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how Santa Claus is. He's Greek with a German name. Designed by Coca-Cola. Uh delightful. Um, Fuck. You guys are laughing, but that's exactly what happened to Santa Claus. Anyway. Yeah. Of I think of the holidays that occur in the fall and winter of the Northern Hemisphere current calendar, uh, the one that has the most potential to grow in, in terms of its coolness and branding is Hanukkah. Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Thanksgiving's plenty cool, because it's focused entirely on food, and yes. everyone loves food and loves to talk about it, so it can be that the whole time. Thanksgiving is the best holiday, this is just a fact, and... I feel like people either love it or never think about it. There's no yeah. middle ground. Yeah. Like, as soon as you realize how fucking awesome Thanksgiving is, you can never unsee it. Yeah. Uh, it's one that is like, it sort of needs a little rehab because of the unsavory imagery that we grew up with uh, about it. The pilgrims, you mean? Yeah. That's true. That's true, yeah. But the idea of eating food to celebrate how grateful you are at life for giving you this food, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good yeah. one. That's solid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like it's not as flashy as the surrounding holidays, which is why it doesn't have as much of a following. But, like, it doesn't need to be flashy. It's got all the best things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe if there was a costume element, maybe people would get more into it. No, people see, that's what like we have to eliminate. <laughs> the costume element is what we have to get rid of. Wait, well, can, what, hold on. I've got it. <clears throat> we combine Halloween and Thanksgiving into a month-long costume food festival. Fuck no. I don't want... <laughs> 
What Absolutely if- not. I do not want Thanksgiving what? to be even more eaten by the holidays around it than it already is. Yeah, I agree with that. But what if we went from uh, Halloween costumes, scary uh, demons, through to Christmas, which traditionally has, like, dressing up sometimes as um, Santa Claus or Krampus, etc. What if in the middle there we had a reverse springtime festival where... For Thanksgiving, you make a costume out of uh, autumn leaves, and you're like mm-hmm. a green man, but you're a <laughs> orange and yellow a and red man. man? <laughs> that doesn't sound great. <laughs> well, that's why I said orange and yellow and red yeah. man. Yeah. The other day, I yesterday actually in the parking lot of the grocery, yeah, in the parking lot of the grocery store, I saw a woman. You you will know everything about this woman based on this one fact that I'm about to say. Okay. She was wearing one of those reindeer antler headbands already. <laughs> okay. It was October 1st. That is a bit much. Maybe she's a scary skeleton deer like in Fantasia. It Night took- on Ball Mountain. Oh yeah, that's true. It took every ounce of my strength to not accelerate my car to hit her. <laughs> And what court would convict you for hitting a deer, am I right? I know, yeah, exactly. I'm the victim. (laughs) Yeah, my airbags went off, therefore. I've suffered enough. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I think that Thanksgiving doesn't get its due respect, and that's a shame. Could we make a new Thanksgiving tradition be uh, burning down any stores that have already put out Christmas decorations? Mm, I do like that. Yeah, I'm telling you. And we can tie this into Hanukkah, because it's all about refusing to practice <laughs> a religion that's being forced the, on you. The Festival of Lights. Yeah. I get it. We're lighting mm-hmm. fires as we refuse mm-hmm. to celebrate uh, Christmas. It was foisted upon us. You know, it wasn't Christmas back then. It was mm-hmm. Greek gods or whatever. But, you know, we adapt to the times. Yeah. And is there really that much difference between Jesus and Zeus, if you think about it? <laughs> Absolutely not. As long as you don't think too much about it, then no. Yeah. <laughs> if you think just the right amount about yeah. it, it's true. Yeah, you, have to... you, you think as far as going beards and togas? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you have to think. You have to think like you were tricked to. Uh, you were tricked by Facebook to vote against your own interests. Level of thinking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. We had some real happy stuff when we got to this sad place. <laughs> yeah, well, it's always on even, right underneath. I don't even dislike Christmas. I love Christmas. I just don't want it to be until after Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, I'm becoming a hacky stand-up premise, you guys. Okay, so how about October 1st to 31st? We culminate the, like, spooky season candy festival with halloween and then november 1st we start right away with now we're doing our autumnal exaggerated like big sweaters with like mm-hmm. leaf embroidery mm-hmm. we do our uh, apple picking yeah making our, yes. our like dried apple and uh orange maple leaf crowns that we wear as we dance around the november pole Ooh, and we have a rule that through the month of November, you have to eat as much as you physically can at every meal. <laughs> okay, it'll I, be a real ordeal to get through yeah. to the austerity of Christmas. I'm so pissed that I got nothing for November pole. Come on. <laughs> November pole? Yeah, like the maypole, but for November. <laughs> no, a I like pole. It. 
I thought you, I thought you were trying to make maple and November into a thing together, and I could not understand. The maple maple. Damn it! Maple maple is better than November pole. And we already have the activities that you do: bobbing for apples, mm-hmm. candying apples, <laughs> eating some apples. There was a scene in fucking Hocus Pocus two that I watched. <laughs> Don't ruin it for me. It was, I'm not going to ruin it. The witches all had it's, an orgy. <laughs> it's, ew. No, it's a very, they're sisters, Jeff. Come, Come on, on, Jeff. If they're witches. If, all they do is orgies. There is a moment where they are walking through the local town Halloween celebration, mm-hmm. and there's all different, like, carnival things set up fine. One of the things that they see is a bobbing for apple stand, and they're like, oh, look, this person is, like, drowning the people that disagree with them or whatever. Very funny. The witches are, like, a misunderstanding, a modern-day thing. Mm -hmm. First of all, I'm pretty sure bobbing for apples dates back to the time that they were around. (laughs) Yeah. Second of all, in the scene, the person running the stand is, like, holding the people's heads under the water <laughs> while they are bobbing for apples. And that is just not how you bob for apples. Drowning for apples. <laughs> Why would you need someone to hold your head down? Oh my god. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't wait to see that. It's oh. like it's like one second of this movie, but it, it made me lose my mind. <laughs> I just found out something really delightful. In Scotland, this is called duking for apples. Of course it is. (laughs) I have heard that, yes. It's because of their hatred for dukes. (laughs) No, it's because they can't pronounce duck. Mm. That's why Scrooge McDuck could never (laughs) file for a He's always Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the t-shirt you get at the dollar store. (laughs) Uh, uh, Did you say, did you call him Scrooge McDuck? I didn't put an N in there, but I might as well have, right? <laughs> I think Scrunch McDuke is an incredibly powerful idea that time has come. It sounds like like a character Arnold Schwarzenegger would play in a movie where he's like an old guy action hero. No, I think it's a character that would have been played by that guy who played Booger in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, who was that guy? You know who I'm talking about. He was in do, Better yeah. Off Dead. Yeah. Well, Louisa obviously knows who you're talking about. He kind of looks like Bobcat Goldthwait, but not that much, if that helps. Uh, Every movie that was made in- That's right. Every movie made in the late 80s that needed, like, the most disgusting dirtbag was played by that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I I know this guy. Well- Weird. He is probably most famous for his role as Scrunch McDuke. <laughs> oh, okay. I forgot he was Scrunch McDuke in The Expendables. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you told me that that was the name of Sylvester Stallone's character in that movie, I'd believe you. Oh, I wonder. His, his, the name of his character in that movie must be extremely stupid. Right? I've seen that movie and I don't remember Can, okay. it. Okay. Okay, okay, hold on, Jeff. Are you already looking something up? Because if so, stop. Okay, I've stopped. Okay. I'm going to read you guys the names of the characters in The Expendables, and I want you to tell me which actor played them. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh Actors. (laughs) (laughs) What is acting? Acting is a profession where... (laughs) All right. I'm going to start with the easiest one. 
Uh, and also the racist one. Uh-oh. Yin Yang. Gently. Yes, gently. <laughs> Jeff has a huge advantage that he remembers which actors are in the, the Expendables. Actors that are in it. Yes, that is a good. <laughs> it's point. all of the men who were in action movies, and none. I'd of never the women have guessed gently in, in a million years. Okay, what, what, what other more... Asian action movie guy would have been? I in don't there? know, Jackie, Jackie Chan? Chan. Obviously, no. He has he has self respect. But I would have guessed Jackie Chan is my point. Would this be better if I read the actor name and you tried to tell me the character name? No. I think unless, unless there's more racist ones well, on the We way. can't come up with anything funnier than Scrubs McDoo. Come on. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Uh Lee Christmas. <laughs> is that Bruce Willis's character? No. Is that Helen Marin? Was she in the Expendables? <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ. That's really good. Lee Christmas. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Uh, I'm gonna say that's Sylvester Stallone. No, but you're getting closer. <laughs> oh, do we have to keep guessing until we get it? I mean, I can tell you. Is it Carl know, Weathers? <laughs> it is Jason Statham. That was gonna be my oh, next man. guess. God damn it. Okay. I, <laughs> I let you guys guess for so long. I know. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were okay. gonna stop us after one each. Pain. Spelled how? P-A-I-N-E. That's gotta be Schwarzenegger. Not Jason Statham, you say. Not Jason Statham, not Schwarzenegger. I'm gonna say Stallone! This is Steve Austin. Ah, Stone Cold himself. Indeed. How about Toll Road? (laughs) (laughs) Is that Helen Mirren? (laughs) No. That's Helen Mirren in the movie. That's Carl Weathers. (laughs) I don't don't think Carl Weathers is in this movie either. That seems strange. Charlize Theron. I told it is Randy Couture. I told you, Louisa. There's no, there's no women in the Expendables. I, wasn't I thought there joking. was one. I no. thought there was right, one. Here woman. we go. Here we go. Okay. Lacey, oh, the one woman. This is, I think, Jason Statham's ex-wife, and she's played Correct. by God. I don't know, Danica Patrick. Um, no, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, she might as well be all of these. It's Charisma Carpenter. Yeah, same thing. <clears throat> oh, really? That's fun that she gets to be in one of those. Good for her. <laughs> um, James Monroe. That's too normal. What are you talking about? Mm. Oh, is this Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because it doesn't make any sense. No, it is Eric Roberts. <laughs> damn it! That is what that is the perfect name for an Eric Roberts character. God damn it! <laughs> All right, two more. Uh, Barney Ross. That's Stallone. Yes, that is Sylvester Stallone. Huh, okay. As soon as you and said it, like, the memory sparked. <laughs> that movie's not memorable. Or good. Alright, I said two more, but there are so many good ones. <laughs> Hail Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> but spelled H-A-L-E, Caesar. Is that Schwarzenegger? No. That's Shit. Dolph Lundgren. No. Damn. Terry Crews. Damn it! Oh, yeah, that's perfect. It's a shame. This movie should be good based on the fact that every time you tell me the actor, I'm like, yeah, that is the right actor to cast as a character with that name. Uh, Tool. Um, this is going to be a wrestler. Oh, man. Kane? It might even be the wrestler. Oh, what's his face? Mickey Rourke. Yes, it's Mickey Rourke. Huh, okay. He's the closest you can get to a wrestler who is still an actor and not a wrestler. Yes. And finally, Gunnar Jensen. 
That's, oh, I'm gonna say Schwarzenegger. I'm gonna say Dolph Lundgren for that one. It is Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Arnold Schwarzenegger is barely in this movie. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, even know if his character has a name. Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis show up for one scene so that they can meet each other and shake hands and have it be the first time they did that in a movie. Uh, yeah. And then Stallone, I think, meets up with them in the second one, so it can be the first time all of them met. Fair enough. Arnold Schwarzenegger's character was named Trench, and he did not appear in the <laughs> credits of this movie. I realized why I was getting confused. I was confusing the... Expendables with the is it the replacements where everybody's no that's like, the one where Keanu Reeves is a football player as the replacements. Uh, what's the one where? What's the one? It has Her- Helen Mirren in it. That's Fast and Furious, right? Uh, no, she's in one of those. Red, uh, red, red. Yeah, she's in red too. Maybe where it's, it's all that. old Maybe people that used to be action stars. Yes, I'm probably thinking of that. Okay, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's called Red. Oh God, there's a fourth Expendables coming up. This year. Is there? Yeah. Have any of those like, people died yet? I mean, those people? Louisa, what do you mean by that? Old action stars? <laughs> <laughs> like, I I can tell these movies are full of crap because they don't include, like, Sigourney Weaver, Charlize Theron, yeah. Linda Hamilton. Like, all of the women who have been in action movies for the past 40 years. Yeah, yeah. they're not for people who like action movies. They're for people who hate women. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want something that's stupid like that, you can go watch. Uh, keep listening to our show. Oh, sorry. The Old Guard. I think that's a pretty good one from the past couple years. Is it? It's like a Netflix <laughs> action movie about some immortals. Uh, Charlize Theron is the lead, and then there's okay. others. Oh, and Will Smith plays a guy who's lost his memory and doesn't remember that he's also an immortal and f- can fly to the moon and make a logo on it. Right. Yep, and mm-hmm. that is the musical Hamilton. Thank you. Yep. Well, if you like the show, <laughs> listen to it more. Yay! If you like, if you like stupid things and pina coladas, <laughs> yeah, getting caught in the ring. Yep. Uh, no, if you listen, if you like the show, please rate and review it on your podcatcher of choice, and please tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can message us on Mastodon, and then you can get an invite to our exclusive friends-only Discord. Ooh, Ooh. spooky. Yep. Uh, So if you want to do that, I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. You can go to WeaponizedLanguage.com for my stuff. Uh, Creepypots does back up. People are listening to it. Uh, You can be one of those people if you want, but no, no pressure. Jeff bragging about people listening to his podcast just because no one listens to this one Jeff <laughs> uh, and you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz and I do want to say because I don't think I mentioned it before <clears throat> I do have a new Loki podcast with a friend a cookie. Ooh, it's about Loki? <laughs> yeah. I love that guy. We're keeping up with the show. It's not on right now, but we're really uh-huh. gearing up you're, for the next season. <laughs> you're doing a minute-by-minute rewatch of the uh, Disney Plus series, Loki. <laughs> uh, it's about cooking food. We pick one type of food each time, and we make fun of people who make terrible recipe comments. This is me and my friend Noah, who's a friend who likes to cook, which are some of the best friends to have. And yeah, you can check that out if you want something real quiet and not as much screaming as this podcast. Uh, what region is Noah from? I I haven't been able to deduce it based on commentary and accent. Uh, grew up in Puerto Rico, lives in northern New York State. Uh, okay, that makes sense. 
the, the New York state of it all. I was like, New England, maybe? But Yeah, mm-hmm. close. People get real mad when you say New York state is part of New England, but, you know. The, ac- the accent is early. The accent is close for, re- for yeah. regional reasons. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> that is called No Substitutions, Please. So check that out, and check this show that you just listened to out, yep. and if you uh, could, please come back next week. But in the meantime, do not forget that if it's not Matt, it's not worth it. Uh, I don't know if other people are going to be into it. I'm the best around! <laughs> I wanted to see how long we could go. Uh, I wish I had laughed. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop my recording. <clears throat> yep.